Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or a message to unlock your true grit. Today is part two of two with Curtis Jackson. Let's dive right in. Now, I, I do know um, one thing. I was talking with your wife, and uh, she said, you know, your goal is always to be able to dunk. <laughs> that's right. And I was like, dude, that's sick. <laughs> you know? like, Because yeah. I remember I used to be able to dunk. I can't dunk anymore after having two back surgeries. I can yeah. barely touch the rim. Right. So, I mean, so what do you do more? Are you still doing more plyometrics on that, or are you just doing focusing more on the strengths? You know, I can still... You know, thankfully, just focus mostly on the strength and, and still be able to give it. My, you know, vertical jump across uh, many athletes, most athletes, will just improve from, you know, increasing a squat. And so, you know, as long as I stay on top of my squat numbers and I keep improving on that, I'll, I'll be I'll be able to dunk, you know. Yeah. And so, and I don't do any plyometrics at all, but as long as I maintain my squat form and I maintain my mobility, right. then I can still dunk. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is my goal. And that's just my own internal fire, you know. And Right. For me, you know, every every year on my birthday, I'm, I know I'm going to attempt to dunk. Whether right. I haven't done it for a year, I'm going to walk into the gym on my 41st birthday coming up here in whatever, six or seven months, and I'm going to try to dunk. So that's always in the back of my mind because squat strength is not something you just like six weeks out. You're like, oh, I'm just going to decide to get my squat back. Right. You know, that's something you got to stick on all year. Yeah. So it's kind of my yearly thing. and. You know, I'm hoping my goal is 50. My goal is 50, and at 6'2, you know, that's, um, you know, uh, if I'm not 6'7 or 6'8 or anything like that. So I'm hoping that at least to get to 50 to be able to dunk a That's basketball. so rad. Yeah. So now, does nutrition play a heavy role with these athletes? Because for me, my son and my household and my daughter, we eat super clean. It's all organic yeah. most of the time. You know, we're not eating pizzas and hot dogs yes they do have those stuff right, right. but it's not like on a regular day basis i mean we'll go to tournaments and i'm just like dumbfounded at what these yeah. kids are eating and their parents are claiming oh my kid's a great athlete he's going to be the next big athlete or she's going to be the next big athlete i'm like right. but look what they look what you feed them yeah yeah. So what, can you elaborate on, on nutrition? Yeah, you know, we obviously we would love every kid to come in here and be fired up about learning about nutrition and, and, and everything. It's, it's definitely a case-by-case -case basis. We have some athletes that are super into it. We have some that they're just not there yet. And so right. we kind of have to look at the greater goal, which is keep this kid in here long enough <laughs> so that he until he does get interested or he or she does get interested in nutrition. So some of them might come in and they don't want anything to do with it. The parents, are, it's not a huge you know factor in their household so we don't push it we offer it and we hope they take us up on it and right. we just bring it along slowly our goal with every athlete which is probably why I'm not super plyometric based is is to have this athlete come in and be with us for as long as possible we're, right. we're looking long-term health with all these kids so first thing they do start off all, all they learn about is sleep and water how much water hydration, hydration and recovery okay 
recovery. So that's all they learn. So we talk about, they're like, how do they learn about nutrition? I'm like, well, this is lifestyle and nutrition because you could be eating perfect all day, every day, but if you're only sleeping three or four hours a night and you're not drinking enough water, all that's for naught. So we start with the most important things first and we only start out with two things at a time to work on just because over the course of training so many athletes over the years and especially youth athletes that already feel overwhelmed with school and right. everything they got going on, we just learn just take it step by step. Once they've got those two, they know the information, we just make sure they know the information. We can't force anybody to do anything, obviously, right. but then we, then we go into breakfast and then we start from the beginning of the day going to the top. Right. If you do enough intake forms on anybody, enough food intake forms on anybody, you'll find that breakfast is the worst meal of the day and typically dinner is the healthiest meal of the day. Right. That's when they're, you know, breakfast is the kind of the carb crap, you know, cereals, breads, bagels, stuff yeah. like that. It's fast, you know, it's quick, it's the common thing. I don't have enough time so I just make a bagel or I just stop and oh, get a bagel or a Starbucks sandwich yeah. or whatever it is. And then um, dinner is usually like, yeah, I sit down with the family, there's usually a meat, there's usually a vegetable, and maybe like starch, and you know, I go to bed. So we start with that breakfast because it impacts the day's energy the most. That first meal of the day, it's always the crappiest, and it also impacts how that athlete or person's gonna feel for the rest of the day. So we start there, make sure that's nailed, and then we go just up the day. What's your morning snack? Okay, here's your options, here's what's gonna be good, what's your lunch, what's your PM snack, what are you eating after school? And then we talk about dinner, which by that time, they pretty much, all right, I see where you're going with all this stuff, you know? Right. Meats, vegetables, and you know, and, and some fruits, and you know, a little bit of everything else, you know? Right. Uh, you know, make sure we're drinking a lot of water, and then, you know, I had a kid yesterday, she comes in, and she, she, just, she just had a tear, like a, a strained, um, a Terry's minor, and I said, uh, well, what are you doing differently? She's like, nothing. And I said, well, how much have you been sleeping? Because I know in my head that fatigue is the number one uh, correlator to all injuries, all injuries across the board. Right. I go, how have you been sleeping? She goes, my sleep's non-existent. I go, well, you strength train with us. I know you're strong. You know, I know you eat well. And so all of a sudden you have this random injury. You've never had any problems with your shoulder before. So she has now, we have a 56 hour rule here. Try to get 56 hours of sleep per week. Because when you're dealing with kids in high school and right. school, it's midterms, it's finals, it's crazy project. They might have four hours of sleep one night. Oh, no. <laughs> you need eight to nine, man, as an yeah. athlete. <laughs> yeah, so we just say, hey, if you're going to do a four-hour, we get it. It's part of the deal. If you're going to be a high-level achiever in school and stuff, you're going to have these... Uh, low hours of sleep nights you just got to make up for them on the back end you, yeah. you can't be then go out on a Friday and Saturday night and get home at 12 or 2 and just keep that cycle up you got to make up it's like a bank account you can't keep withdrawing money you got to put money back in and that's where we tell them hey Every oh, every five hour it. night, yeah. Every six hour night gets a ten hour night, you know. Every five hour night gets a, uh, you know, a two ten hour nights or yeah. whatever it is. So go from like a weekly basis, and we find that people can more wrap their head around that because everyone's got nights where they just don't get eight hours. So yeah. we kind of look at it that way. Oh man, dropping knowledge, man. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot of it. I've just I've just had so many great mentors, and there's a lot of knowledge that I know. It's a, just a matter of repackaging it so that it's actually re realistic for yeah. people. And so it's just these little kind of tricks that I've learned over the years. Of course, when I first started out, it was like eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. 
and uh, you know it was like well you know I've got finals I can't you know it's like okay that's legit so now we kind of go with the all right let's average 56 hours you know let's average eight hours right over the course of a week yeah so it's these little tricks and I know do not give too much nutrition information to somebody at once absolutely starting with the big things that are gonna automatically make them feel better and get success if you sleep more you will have way more energy unconditionally yeah. So we start with that. Figure that out first. Okay, you're right. I sleep more. I have more energy. I drink more water. I have more energy. Now they're ready for that next block of information. You gain trust. And one thing Charles Polican said to me was, you know, people will only ch- uh, listen to you as much as they trust you. So right. you have to build that trust with little bits of, hey, you were right. That did make me feel better. Then they want a little bit more. Then they'll right. take a little bit more. But Trying to blow somebody out with information at first in any sort of way usually leads to overwhelmed person and zero success. I believe that. <laughs> What's one thing, a piece of advice that you can give, not only a parent for any athlete across the board, but also to athletes in general? So whether the athlete's 12 years old to 17 years old, 18 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. piece of advice for both. I mean, across the board, regardless of age, you know, I would say get into some form of strength training. You know, that's why we're so passionate about what we do. It's not just because that's my business. You know, we see this as a way to prevent injury, first of all. You know, we can, you know, I tell people all the time, we can't improve performance more than an injury can take away performance. You know, so first and foremost, you just got to be strong, right. you know. Even if it's calisthenics. Even if it's calisthenics, you know, whatever it is, we, we just got to have a global, like, everybody jumping on the bandwagon here of, like, if we're going to ask this much from these kids at such a young age where you're playing the same sport, you're specialized by 11 years old or 12 years old, which is where it's going, you know, if it's not already there, then we've got to get these guys, we got to get these kids strong. You know, and so before that, I would say get them playing as many sports as possible. Develop everything, you know, develop all the qualities. Um, I love soccer because there's not very many fixed patterns in soccer. You're sprinting forward, you're cutting left, you're cutting right, you're backpedaling. It's basketball's the same. Yeah. You know, you get ankle sprains and you get some sore knees and stuff, but you don't have the like dysfunction that you get with baseball players and that rotational power, volleyball players with the rotational power, the jumping, and then also the arm swing. Like we have a lot of volleyball players in here and they're some of the most beat up athletes that you will find. A basketball kid comes in here and it's like, oh, that's easy. You know, let's make sure they got ankle mobility. Let's get the knees strong. We got to get their vertical jump up, all this stuff. I don't have to worry about a spine that's twisted because of hitting so many volleyballs or hitting so many baseballs. I don't have to worry about shoulder dysfunction nearly as much, obviously. So there's certain athletes that are way easier than others. But the bottom line is everyone's susceptible to injury. They're all, you know, um, girls soccer is it's an epidemic with ACLs, right. you know. So we just got to get kids strong if we're going to ask this much out of them. And then we've got to like teach them the importance of recovery. Like, you know, sleeping eight hours, six hours is the new eight hours. You yeah, know? that's not good. I had one of our high level girls, she's going to UCLA on a scholarship for beach volleyball. And she's like, I'm getting blood work done because I'm always so tired. And they maybe think it's mono or maybe anemic. I asked one simple question. Well, how much do you sleep in a night? Ah, 11 to five, like, you know, normal. I'm like... That's six hours of sleep. Like, that might be common, but that is not normal, okay? So I don't care what your friends are doing. Like, six hours of sleep is not enough. Yes, you're gonna be tired. 
So I said, you average 56 hours a week for two weeks. Come back in and we'll talk about it. You still think you need blood tests? Get some blood tests. And she's like, you're right. You know, two weeks later, you're right. All I need to do is sleep more. It's like, so I think they have a, a popular expression, you know, if your hoofs don't look for zebras, look for horses in like the medical profession, <laughs> where I think it's like, you know, oh, I need blood work. I might be anemic. I might have mono or <laughs> I could just sleep more and then I might feel better. So it's like these big blocks of like things we know that just people need to be reminded of like, man, just sleep more. You know, we're in this like situation where, uh, you know, people are always looking for these complicated things. It's like, if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering. You're not letting your body do what it wants to do, which is recover at night. So just sleep more. Try that. You know, you have yeah. trouble lose weight. You're, you know, you're having trouble with your moods. You're having unstable blood sugar. Whatever it is, a lot of that stuff can just be cured by sleeping enough. Yeah. <laughs> so drop it. Drop the mic there. Boom. Strength <laughs> training. Sleep more. You know, I mean, you just start with those two for kids. I mean, they're kids. Yeah. You know, they need to recover just as much as, as, as we do, if not more. And we're not still growing we're inches not growing per either. year, yeah. you know? <laughs> so those would be two big things for sure. For Globally, that would help pretty much everybody. <laughs> oh, man, I'm loving it. I sound like Sean. It's not sexy. Did. It's like, I'm just trying to, I'm just like, it's common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But like Mark Twain said, you know, the problem with common knowledge is it's not so common, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So. Oh, God, I love it. Okay, so I have a few questions. They're like quick fire questions. Sure, let's go. So, favorite food and favorite juice that you like to juice? Oh, juice is definitely like turmeric, turmeric and ginger with celery and apple. Anytime I got a, uh, an injury, inflammation, I just juice the crap out of those things for a couple days and that knocks it right out. I tore my bicep tendon last year and I was, you know, I, I recovered about 70% faster than they expected. I think just flooding my body with those nutrients, bringing down inflammation. That'd be my favorite juice. Favorite food? Yeah. Like healthy food? Of favorite, course. Just, okay. Favorite healthy food is definitely, I'm a big hunter, so it would have to be like a venison tenderloin and then I love like a steamed broccoli with like some grass-fed butter on there, sweet potato with some grass-fed butter on there, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I love Favorite potatoes. crappy food? Favorite oh, pizza for sure. Like, <laughs> I would take that over ice cream. I would take that over like if I could have pizza for dessert, I would have pizza for dessert. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my go-to for sure is pizza. Favorite exercise, whether it's with weights or non-weights? Um, I, I just love deadlifting. I think I'm kind of built for it. You okay. know, I've got, I've got nice long arms and, uh, you know, my ratios are very good for deadlifting. So I love deadlifting. There's just something I think very carnal and primal about being able to pick up heavy things that just right. makes you feel good about yourself. So I love deadlifting. Yeah. Trap um, bar sumo, regular. I love, I love all forms of deadlifting, but I do love Olympic lifts too. Cool. Yeah. Your favorite athlete. Uh, my favorite athlete right now is Russell Westbrook because I've never seen an athlete demonstrate equal amounts of engine and uh, just uh, just sheer ability to go forever and also an insane amount of athleticism. Oh, Usually yeah. those are kind of polarizing concepts. You, you might see one or the other, but right. not together. Right. So for me, and just his competitiveness, and he always just seemed like someone, you know, pissed in his Cheerios and is like, he's just mad. And on a lot of levels, he, he always, you know, everyone wants to talk about Russell Westbrook. He only wants to talk about the team. On a lot of levels, I really like him. He's just got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, I love him. Reminds me of myself. I was, you know, just, a, you know, I was just extremely competitive and so on a lot of levels I, I admire Russell Westbrook a lot. I've he's, never I've never dressed like him you know, <laughs> other than that, you know. You'll dunk like him. <laughs> I would love to dunk. Uh, there's a lot of things about it I would love. Um so I like Russell Westbrook a lot. You know, he's 
I think you just see that chip on his shoulder he's got from oh, I love Durant it. leaving and the whole uh, thing. Oh, absolutely. It's pretty cool. So, What is your favorite dunk? My favorite dunk? Probably Vince Carter. I'm going to age myself a little bit, but back in the day, Vince Carter was not just kind of a jump shooting, uh, yeah. you know, a good three-point shooter. He was the most insane athlete I'd ever seen. So Vince Carter dunked over a seven-foot Frenchman guy. Yes! And, uh, <laughs> in the Olympics. In, in the Olympics. I mean, literally jumped over him and, like, you know, his nether regions kind of grazed the top of his head as he, as he dunked over him. That one, and then uh, Vince Carter also has a dunk in the slam dunk contest where he literally hung himself on yeah. his elbow. He was up so high. So uh, those are probably two. Vince Carter did some insane stuff. No one had ever seen anybody do anything like that. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last question. Sure. Favorite Jordan shoe ever, if you have one. Oh, well, I don't even know what they're called. I mean, but they were the probably like the second version. They were kind of like a three-quarter top. It had like the mesh inside. I don't remember. I would say it was probably like the first the ones were ugly. Remember the first ones were ugly. Dang, man. It had to be the fours I, with the I mesh. Think, I think the fours. I think the fours. Those things are, like, <laughs> those things are legit. Iconic. Everybody wanted those. Oh, yeah. I was stuck with my like Reebok pumps. <laughs> you know, the old school one where you actually pump the basketball to like increase yeah, ankle. The D Browns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He had a pretty good dunk, too. The blindfold. Uh, yeah. Arm over. Uh, hopefully, you've got some people that are in their 40s. Oh, like, oh no, yeah, I remember yeah. that stuff. Yo, they're loving it. <laughs> so, last thing. How can people reach out to you, get a hold of you if they want to train with you, whatever? Sure. Uh, we got a contact form right on the website, so jacksonstrength.com. You need to go on there, fill out the contact form, and we'll get back to you within 24 hours. And then I put a lot of stuff on Twitter as far as like stuff to do, injury prevention stuff. And then I also uh, put some stuff on, my, on our Facebook page as far as that goes. The podcast, we're always talking about The Indestructible Athlete by Jackson Strength. We're always talking about various topics. So a lot of different ways to follow us. Instagram page that's got all our contact information on there. Just find Jackson Strength. And if anybody's got any questions, you know, you can always just hit us up with an email, office at jacksonstrength.com, and we'll get back to you right away. Um, we do online training as well. So, you know, we're not limited to just training people in San Diego. We write programs for athletes all across the world, all, all different sports. So, um, you know, we're on a mission to help as many people as possible, keep them healthy which um, has kind of become more of our thing. You know, started out as athletic performance and I think it'd be really cool to train pro athletes and over the years it's morphed to just keeping people healthy and feeling good and still loving their sport and wanting to stay active, so. There it is. Right on. Well, hey man, thank, thank you very much. Appreciate it, that was a blast. Now let's do it again. Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, uh.